Do you have a story to tell? Here at Rider on the Road, it's the journey that matters. Regardless of where you are on your riding journey, Rider on the Road will inspire you to take your dreams and make them happen. So sit back and enjoy the show as Melinda brings you guests who know what it's like to go it alone and who are willing to reach out to the rest of us by sharing their stories. Authors, publishers, entrepreneurs, people at all stages of the riding journey, just like you and me. It's time, dear listeners, to answer the question for yourselves. Do you have a story to tell? Welcome back to Writer on the Road and I've got the beautiful Cassandra Gaysford back with me yet again to continue the story that we began yesterday that there was so much to talk about and so many things to say that we've decided to give everyone a special treat and go again. Welcome back Cassandra. Thank you Melinda, thank you again. I'll try and be concise. <laughs> oh we're never concise around here, that's that's for people who, who care about that stuff. I, I like talking to you, you're such good fun and so vibrant and vivacious for the second time round. Now we were talking about planning, uh, now I know that you've gone away and you've found a few things about planning for us, would you like to start us off on the right foot today and we'll try and stay there everybody but don't count on it. Well, I think I mentioned in uh, our first interview that I, you know, you asked me planning about planning, and you said I went quite pale. And I thought, gosh, I don't plan. Gosh, that's a bad thing. Uh, I should plan more. And I was talking a little bit about how I made that a strategy when I'm planning my books. Actually, I do map them out. We talked about the post-it strategy, so that's a good refresher for all the the listener listeners. But the other thing, actually, every year I create a passion journal, and I talk about these in in the my new book, Millionaire Mindset. But um, the passion, in the beginning of the Passion Journal, I talk about what my intentions are for the year. And I brought an example here just to show people, and it's on my website and the media page. You can see some examples. Uh, and, in, and you probably can't read it in detail, but it, I just, it's just a one-pager. And in it, for example, so my Passion Journal, I create a theme. This is a year of living magically. Um, on the back of it, actually, I've got a George Bernard Shaw quote, life is a, isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. And a quote from Gary Keller's book, The One Thing, for me, that's a real planning thing, is just being focused on one thing instead of 150 things. So I've got that here. So I think it's important for creative people to find creative ways to to plan what it is that they want to success to to achieve and I I guess I call myself identify more with the word manifester what do I want to manifest and that goes back to living magically what do I when by manifest I mean what do I want to actually begin with the end of mind what do I want to hold in my hands or see in my kindle sales or in my reviews and so it's actually um, imagining that and, and write it down, make it happen. It is important to sort of write it, but also to use images and create a mood board we talked about last time and an image board. Yeah, and I think I'm I'm actually really excited here, Cassandra. I think having that visual Yeah, I'm I am not a visual person in any way, shape or form, but as soon as you held up that journal and as soon as you held up that diary, everyone, what a fantastic idea. I know um JLD had the creative um what was it, the creative journal, the ninety day freedom journal is what he had. Oh. And I used that freedom journal, but I did find it quite repetitive. Your mm. passion journal is just well, you gorgeous. Create it yourself. 
Yeah. Because look at this one. This is my, this is for all, everyone out there. Let's have um, a year of living fearlessly. And Tim Ferriss, who I know you're a fan of, he's created that whole TV series called Fearless. Let's, it's not, it's not that we don't, we don't have fear. It's like we just do it less and we just do it anyway. Yeah. So you just write quotes and fun stuff to remind yourself about, um, you know, the more I live, the younger I am. We were talking about age. You know, the more I more I just get out and live out loud, I, I'm just regressing in my age and attitude. Yeah, and her looks, everybody. She's so pretty. Uh, I'm, I am so excited about this passion journal that I might actually get um, Cassandra to send us a few photos and we might stick them up on the website. Um, it's probably oh. a tool, everyone, that is personal, it's engaging, it's motivating. And yesterday we were talking about um, the big dream and finding your passion and following through. What is it that you want and why are you, your big why, why are you doing this? Mm. Why are you on this mm. journey in the first place? Mm. And if you can tap into that, I think a lot of a lot of things fall away and the pressure comes off you and, you know, the burden on your shoulders because you go... I'm in it for me, I'm in it for the people that I'm helping, I'm in it for the people that I care about. And money mm. sort of goes to the side just for that little while where you can go, yeah. wow, I am I yeah. am creative. And that's what you bring yeah. out. That's that, That's your gift, Cassandra. Even as I look at you there now and your blob in the background, I love your blue blob in the background. Everyone, I'll put photos of that up as well. Um, if we get nothing out of today, then let's let's focus on... On the um, the passion journal. Now you've got some more tips for us. Um, yeah. I don't know how they're going to be as good as that one. Oh, pressure isn't there? Um, okay. What 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 other things? Is that to do with planning? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I really, really am loving signing up to. Now we talked about sort of overwhelm and avoiding overwhelm with all these webinars, which often can be kind of big marketing sort of chasms where you get sucked into a void. But some of the webinars are, are just incredibly inspirational and in, uh, learning different strategies. But it's not actually a webinar. It's a course that I and I talked about that last time. James Patterson uh, doing and seeing, learning from the experts about how they plan and seeing if it resonates with your intuition and your soul. You should feel excited about planning. If you don't feel excited, it's the wrong strategy. Find another thing. It should be like releasing. It should be wow. Look at all the stuff I can achieve if I just, you know, for me, focus on one thing. That's my big thing for my planning. Um, so that is important to learn from leaders in your field and, and they're doing it and if it works for them, it can work for you. Yeah, and uh, we're talking about... Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. No, no, you go. Yeah, we're talking again about that uh, uh, focus on what you want, focus on what you want to get out of things and protecting your dream. Now, that's a, that's a heading in your book, protecting yes. your dream. yes. Yes. Well, because there's so many people that will try and talk you out of it. And we also talked about patient perseverance, which comes into it too. Protecting your dream, and, and that, that quote, um, I think the quote in the chapter, I can't quite recall it, you might have it, I'm looking around for it, yeah. uh, is from Jesse Burton, who wrote The Muse. And for many people listening, they can identify with a person like Jesse who had phenomenal success crippled by anxiety, absolutely floored by it. Uh, and she said, and this goes to the holistic theme of developing a millennium mindset, she said that she just completely took her eye off her mental health. Um, so sometimes for our mental health is actually 
also being realistic. You know, sometimes I would get discouraged and think, gosh, I haven't got the success that some of my fellow entrepreneurs or the people I look up to. And I started to get really um, depressed, discouraged, and think, oh, it's not going to. And then I realized, actually, God, get real, girl. You know, these guys have been writing for 30 years, or maybe they've got 20 books, and I've only written two romances or whatever it is, or I'm still learning, you know. So it's good. Um, it's good to keep a winning attitude in that wonderful book about grit, you know, passion and perseverance. Just just keep going. But sometimes it's the tortoise and the hare, isn't it, Melinda? You know, some people get there really fast and wipe out, and some people slowly and they have the longevity. And that's what Jessie was saying. If she didn't look after herself, she'd lose the longevity because she, you can also lose the love you have for writing if you burn out or you, put, or you quit, obviously. Yeah, and I think that's what Cassandra's giving me back today, everybody. Just that passion, that joy, that fun. Some of these tools that you use and some of these planning strategies that you've got, they're just plain fun. And we're so focused on meeting our deadlines and being overwhelmed by so much to do and all that kind of stuff and our sticky notes start climbing up the walls and over the cat. We sort of go, oh, we're exhausted. Um, And then you come up with these ideas and I think, yeah, it's just outright fun. The weather's beautiful. We've got mm. good friends to talk to. We're making great networking connections. And yeah. that's what it's all about. And yeah. I'm looking here yeah. now at Make Space for Prosperity. Now, I yeah. would suggest that we're covering it really, really nicely. Yes. And there's so many ways to make space for prosperity. And I talked in our last interview about how I actually burnt my ships by burning my income, by saying to my partner, actually, I'm I'm not available anymore to work in your business, feeling sort of petrified that I wouldn't be getting that regular sort of salary from him, but actually freed up by not having to deal with a lot of things that I didn't actually enjoy because of the nature of his sort of demanding clients um so that making space for prosperity is that or it's making space i talk in the book and and i know many people i admire um including the dalai lama they they meditate right you know meditating is so important and so many people aren't doing it now it could be as uh, Paolo says it could be his meditation is going for a walk but meditation or some sort of mindfulness activity sometimes making space to create or some oh I've got time for 20 minutes you know who can find 20 minutes and then I think and we'll talk about this in my second book about productivity hacks keep your mind on what are you trying to produce because we get distracted what are you trying to produce and if I think actually I want to work smarter not harder if I take 20 minutes out to meditate all the research shows I'm going to be I'm going to be on fire I'm going to just be wow I'm going to have so much energy and creativity if I go for a walk I'm going to be energized you know if I talk to Melinda and we share our passions it's going to be my working is going to be influenced in a much greater way because I'll feel more joy about my work because I've heard from someone who really got something from my book so it's investing in the right things yeah and I, I I'm standing testimonial, everybody, that going out and walking the dogs, I sometimes I just have to get outside because I've been a bit naughty and I've sort of kicked into overdoing things at the moment 
And mm. what I found is taking the dogs for a walk, I come back and my mind is bubbling and things are a lot clearer. Yet when I'd left my desk 20 minutes earlier, I go, I'm stuffed. I'm not going to get all this done at all. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I realise that there's actually only one thing I need to get done and the other six yeah. things are on my want to do, going to do, if I get around to it, to do. Um, yeah. One thing at a time, I guess, is, is something really critical, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and they're probably not on your – those other things aren't on your post-it. <laughs> no, they went, off, they went off with the cat. <laughs> yeah. Um, too much, too much, too soon. And we do listen to all the noise out there and we do think we sh- if we do just do more, we'll get there quicker. But there's this wonderful book called The 80-20 Rule that actually 80% is fluff and 20% is purpose. So I just choose the one that, okay, yeah. this is going to take me to the next step. Um, and unfortunately, that usually has a lot to do with which one's going to give me some money. Yeah, well, that's just getting depends on what your priorities are and what you need, and so um, it comes back down to yeah, goals and, and intentions or manifestations. And also, one of the new things I've started to develop, you know, the saying "what gets is it, what gets measured gets done" or something like that. So I've got this. Now, I am not an Excel queen, but I've got this color coded, um, which I'm happy to email you. It's kind of it's it's probably a Someone could probably improve on the template, but I find it helpful. I've color-coded all my projects because I do still have a career combo, many, many passions, romance novels as Molly Matthews and non, uh, non-fiction as, you know, me and maybe some other names I might invent. But I, but I have in all sorts of things. So I have put it on an Excel sheet and I, and I look at when did I start because one of my manifestations and planning is an affirmation around that I'm going to put in more concentrated hours of work. And so I'm, I'm monitoring where, where's the leakage so am I am I spending too long, like we're doing up a property, am I spending too long doing up this property and not enough time in my business? So, I, And I like it because it's colour-coded so I can quickly see um, what's happening and what I'm not doing and what I need to do better, including time for my family and my relationship. You know, make sure that's scheduled in because I hear of too many people they are chasing this goal of prosperity income-wise in their writing and then they burn their relationships. And I'd rather have a relationship with my children and my partner than, than more sales. So... Yeah, and that's balance, and that's getting that balance. And my daughters and I are a little bit out of balance at the moment. I've got my daughter upstairs um, writing a little hard out. I'm down here um, podcasting for a full day. I don't know why I did it. Um, and my other daughter's <laughs> wandering around going, excuse me, anyone want to play with me? And it's it's that trick. But, everyone, I've got someone else coming on the podcast, Cassandra, and you've reminded me. Uh, I spoke to Darren Rouse, um, I think he's pro blogger, I met him at a podcasting conference and he had this wonderful thing he put up and it could have been an Excel spreadsheet now that you mention it and he plans out his week and he allows scheduled time for everything that he does during the week because he found he was going from project to project to project Mm. and not quite sure where he was. But he Mm. even scheduled in, okay, I want to do half an hour of playing this game. I want to do two hours of cooking with my wife. And so that it became a balanced picture instead of a topsy-turvy, out-of-control picture. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have to be limiting because it's still like an abacus, right, for those that remember abacuses. Um, that you know, they're these things, and they 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 adjust. You stack everything, so stuff. You know, we're in control largely of our schedules as, as writers, and that is the discipline that I also talk about in the Millionaire Mindset about 
whether you call it discipline or will or commitment, or I call it devotion, you know, you have to be devoted to your writing. Um, you've got to show up. But this this time, otherwise you get sucked away in the wrong things. But if you do get sucked away, and we've talked about procrastination or, or making scheduling time for procrastination is one of the strategies. And a reviewer said to me, who could have, who would know, who would have known that procrastination could be a great thing? <laughs> I am an expert procrastinator, and the yes. next thing on our um, list of things to Jenkins. talk about, yeah, is to talk about um, take the procrastination challenge, which mm. is in your book, and I'm very excited about that. I've actually marked that in capital letters because I want to take the procrastinators challenge, but I think it ties in very much with um, the part of your book that's turning pro. Now, Steve Pressfield, Steve Pressfield has written lots on this and a whole book on this um, mm. and you just touched on it with your discipline and your devotion um, mm. procrastinators challenge tell us what's in it well you just said you're taking the challenge so what let's do an example real example what what are you going to do when when you do when you take this you said you're going to take this um, procrastination challenge yeah I want to know I want to know yeah how I waste all my time and measure yeah. it and try and cut down on it. But yeah. unfortunately, a lot of my procrastination is lying around outside in the sun with the dogs and playing ball. But that's where my ideas come from. So on the one hand, it's procrastination. But on the other hand, it's where I give my brain permission just to relax and, and do the hard work. And that, and that is really important, you know, and I think that's the thing people underrate and then they perhaps feel guilty because they've procrastinated, whereas sometimes taking the procrastination challenge is actually valuing that side that, you know, we're always sort of relentlessly doing, 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 craving, craving, and we think it's procrastinating by going to the herb garden or taking the dogs for a walk. You have to know when it's, when it's actually in your favour and is giving you something and generating ideas or resting your brain. Uh, who's the guy that started the Black Dog uh, Institute for Depression? Um, Matthew, can't recall. And anyway, he writes these really cool books about mindfulness with photography, etc. And he's just saying, in our, in our society now, everyone's so sort of busy, busy all the time, trying to striving, doing, doing, that they're not valuing just daydreaming. So, you know, that's important, but so is putting a, a time limit on daydreaming and cracking on because if we date, if we daydream too much, obviously we don't finish our books. Um, and and time and Facebook and and as as wonderful it is to connect, and I do believe it has a lot of value for connection and learning and being inspired. If you're in the wrong tribe or you're getting involved in the wrong kind of stories or whatever, you're just you're just sucking out your prosperity down the internet. So we just have to be mindful. Yeah, I love that idea, everyone. Um, scheduled procrastination. I think I think it's got a lot of potential. I'm going to put that in my passion journal. <laughs> um, it's giving me permission to take my caravan out along a um, babbling brook and sit there and just scribble in my journal and write. Um, I am working very hard, everyone. I'm working 16 hours a day to get back to what I was doing in the first place, lazing around in my caravan and doing nothing much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So those are long, long days, aren't they? So maybe it's a bit like Tim Ferriss, who suddenly decided, okay, he's doing those long days, and then he takes himself off somewhere, and he, and he just takes himself off the grid, and he rejuvenates. So sometimes, you know, we can be these endurance sprint people, and we have these long, 
long dedicated folk but we've got to be mindful and listen to your body barometer you know when it's all gonna you know everything's blocking and creaking and straining and then it's time to make space to create yeah now that's in your book too you have um there's a whole section on looking after yourself now we've touched on that several times now looking after yourself um going to bed getting good night's sleep um not drinking too much alcohol when you get exhausted at the end of the day Yeah? yeah um and and being fit enough to to manage the long stretches of writing and the the mental i guess energy that goes into writing yeah well, because, it, you know, as you know, all writers know, it takes a lot. You're, you're putting a lot on the page. It's a lot of really intense, you're whole, bringing your whole self and beyond onto the page. And there's so much, you know, to do and so many distractions. But this is the thing many people undervalue until it's too late. And so I really, in all my books, Midlife Career Rescue and all those books, and my work is working in organisations, seeing people burn out, fry, frazzle, coming to me suicidal or depressed or or hearing about people that took their lives, which is far too prevalent in our society. And one of the best ways to grow, and this is, you'll know, this as a teacher with young people, is to, to help people develop greater and greater capacity to handle life stresses. And that means taking good care and value. Your health is your wealth. You know, it sounds a bit trite, but it's not. It's number one, you know. So, um, and that goes back to what we said before about being clear when you're taking time out. It's it's not you're not wasting time. You're actually putting more back into your tank. And this is why um, eating well, exercising, and what's what the big misnomer now is is uh, you know the alcohol is not going to help people long term. Um, it has its place. You know, obviously it's relaxant for some people. But a lot of authors, including um, Deepak Chopra. Who just gave he like you know I love it I love to have a good wine but sometimes I like it too much <laughs> like chocolate and it's not a stigma to say actually I like it too much I'm going to actually not drink for a while or take a break or just watch you know replace it with like something else like a run on the beach or mm-hmm. uh, yeah so. Yeah, self-care is really important, and I really highly, if anyone hasn't learned to meditate yet, then I highly recommend that you tap into, and in the book, The Millionaire Mindset, there's a few sort of links, and Tim Ferriss is really big on it. Um, Adriana Huffington, who wrote the book Thrive, fantastic resource. You know, she talks about crashing out, burning out, smacking her head and nearly, you know, literally nearly um, suffering a brain damage because of her fall. So that's a very good book for people who are, you know, type A personalities. Um, lots of holistic stuff about meditation. I've been meditating as transcendental meditation for over 25 years, and that is my daily habit. That is my daily practice, morning and afternoon. Um, but also a little bit of gentleness with it. With, you know, sometimes we, we, I just had McDonald's. It's probably why I look so great today because I just fizzed out on all the stuff I don't. Um, I just had a, like a quarter pounder and a Coke and, and it was yummy. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, we heard it here first on Rider on the Road, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, and everybody, if you haven't got the message already, 
this book and it's why it's going to be one of my keepers and it's why I'm getting it in paperback and it's why it's going to be on my desk is because it's not another how to write book it's not a another step-by-step on what to do book it's a book that you can dip into open up at any page and go oh thanks yeah I needed I needed to hear that right now and I don't know about you Cassandra have you ever um, dipped into a book and it just gives you the one thing that you needed at that moment well, this is why I call it bibliotherapy. So it's book therapy because, and I use it all the time. And I've talked about this with um, other people, and certainly with my clients. Oh, for instance, here's Julia Cameron's Faith and Will sitting on my desk. So all I would have to do to make use of that would be to put on my glasses, and then I'll say, "What's my lesson for today?" Uh, or, or "What do Melinda and I need to?" You know, and I'll, and I'll just put it out there. Be playful. Who knows? If you don't believe in spiritual approaches, you don't have to. Just just see. Okay, what do we need to know today, Melinda? And then I turn to the page. Oh, there we go. What if we believe in a benevolent and expansive force? What if we consider the idea that our dreams come from God and that God has the power to accomplish them? What if our grandiose schemes are actually God's will for us? That's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. What if there's something higher, It's uh, which I believe, whether you call it God, divine wisdom, infinite wisdom, your higher power, your bigger self, your soul's purpose. What if there's something bigger that can just take it away from our ego striving and we can just relax and release a little bit? What What if, you know? Yeah. And I love that. I've got let, <laughs> let, Let's continue to digress uh, because <laughs> and we'll, we'll get back on track one day. Um, but that book that you just held up, for everyone, Julia Cameron has some wonderful, wonderful books and if you haven't got The Artist Way on your desk, you need to ask yourself why. Uh, it's just it's just a Bible of things. But what interested me when you said that was um, – what about if we just let ourselves go? Mm. We're in a society where everyone wants to keep you or someone wants to keep you chained to the desk and achieving and achieving and doing, doing for somebody else or something else or mm. whatever. Mm. And if you just step back and go, hang on a cotton pick minute, mm. it's not making me feel good. It's not, mm. it's not giving me true value. That's mm. a really good indication, do you think, that, hey, you're starting to take control of your life and, and reject mm. that consumerist busyness um, and get back on track. Yeah, because that, that's, again, it's your soul's code. You're, you're mm. tapping into your higher self. You're saying, and the, and the thing of, you know, everyone can take away the passion journal is the big key thing, and, in fact, everything you and I have talked about. But the thing about come back to your body barometer, come back to this thing, does this make me feel good? And that is really important, as as many, uh, James Patterson, who's prolific, hugely rich and successful in his writing, he says, well, I, I just... I just say, am I having fun? You know, I'm playing. This writing is play. And so don't, let's all not take ourselves too seriously or take others too seriously and just say, is this making me feel good? What what do I need to feel better? Now, sometimes it's our attitude. So if I'm getting all gnarly because I've got to do all these proofreading and there's all these errors and I didn't pick them up before and nor did my proofreader, if I get all negative and gnarled up, that's not going to make me feel good. So I think, do, what needs to change? My attitude, and also I feel so grateful I'm able to to bring this book into better shape. I'm so grateful that um, I found these errors or that Melinda's pointed out another error that I missed. You know, I'm really, and I am truly grateful because then it won't be there anymore, but I have to change my, I'm not a natural person to go into that detail. I'm, I'm blue skies, blob, I'm blob. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and and look, there are people. Um, as I said, I was just talking to Belinda Pollard, who runs an mm. editing business, and she is very good at that micro stuff. Excellent mm-hmm. at that micro stuff. I love ideas. I throw thirty ideas up in the air, and you know, a couple of them actually come down and happen. But that doesn't matter because by then I've got another thirty ideas, and I'm off again. Um, and it's it's fun. It is really good fun. And everyone says, "Well, what about that one?" I said, "Oh, that one didn't work out." <laughs> <laughs> but it might come back again, yeah. The other thing, you know, you've hit on, and, and it's something that I have been doing, is so many times we think we have to be great at everything. And it, and um, I haven't met anyone that's great at everything, that we've all got special strengths and gifts. It doesn't mean we abdicate ourselves from our areas of weakness and say, oh, I just don't do that detail. But we might say, who does that detail and finds joy in that? And so one of my readers of Midlife Career Rescue, she actually, I think I posted on Facebook, I was looking for someone to help with proofing, and she was like, pick me. And as a child, she had she loved red pinning everything and, and looking for, um, she loved spotting the typos. And I love working with people that love that stuff. So, and I think that comes across in the books. Yeah, and, and that's the trick. I think as indie publishers, we get... We get told and told and told that we have to be a business person as well as a writer and we have to do this and have to do that and then we've got to market and then we've got to do everything and we're going, oh, I don't know if I can do everything. And you know what? There are people out there who will pick us up and put us back on the right track and pick up the balls that we've dropped and tidy up the messes that we've made and, and mm. off we go again. Um, we talk about daily habits in the book. I think we've covered that. I'm going to move us along because, as usual, we get distracted and it's your fault. It can't possibly be mine. I want to get to patient (laughs) perseverance. Now, this is my favourite because I I want everything yesterday. I want it all to happen yesterday. And when as soon as I read patient perseverance, I thought, that's me. Teach me some patient perseverance. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like... um, you know, I think what is the what is the quote in the chapter? There it is. It's oh, the best thing. I, oh, because James Patterson. I'm you know he's my new fan. I mean, I'm no, he's not. <laughs> no, he is. I'm manifesting. He's going to ring me up and say, hey, I took I actually took his course, and he said if you make it big, make sure you call me. So anyway, his quote is the best thing I can tell you. It's one word, persistence. And persistence means persevere, keep going, keep going, but just, you know, know when to persevere, take your time. As I talked about Nora Roberts, 34 of her titles are sold every frigging minute. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I love Nora Roberts, everybody. When I grow up, I'm going to be just like Nora Roberts. And, oh. well, you may earn an estimated $60 million US. Oh. All right, everybody. The station board put it put a year of living magically. You could live really magically on sixty million US. I don't need a lot of money to sit in my caravan by a creek. Um. (laughs) That's the thing. And she doesn't write. She writes because she loves writing. She said it makes me happy, and that's why she writes her books. So I don't think she's locked into the income so much. It's come from the love of her writing and the fact that she's a good writer. But what um, we talk about in that chapter is that it's her um, her amazing work ethic, partly fueled by the guilt that she feels if she doesn't finish her book. So I find that really um, cool, and the fact that um, she yeah she's kept her eye on that patient perseverance. She just kept she got knocked knocked back like many people have, and she just keeps crafting away and and building her um, building her books. 
So, and I share Jodie Picot, she had, is that how you say it? She had 100 rejection letters, you know, and she just said, um, you know, again, you've just, it's grit, uh, persistence and patient perseverance. So when you think of one of the strategies in the book, I always leave so it's practical and I'll create a workbook as well is this mining for gold. It's not just read, don't just read the chapters in this book or listen to Melinda's podcast and do nothing. It's like, what are you going to do? What's one take home thing that you guys can do that you heard about today that you can put in place in the next 30 minutes to an hour or by the close of day. So each chapter has some sort of things, you know, what, when you think of patience, perseverance, tenacity and success, who comes to mind? So um, who comes to mind for you? Uh, I think someone who I really admire this week is an author here in Australia called Annie Seaton. Uh, she was a school principal and yeah. she's just having right now this very second the most amazing success with the launch of her third novel. She had Cacatoo, then she had Daintree and the third one you're going to ask me the name of, I don't know. Um, but she has gone from a school principal where she was tired and exhausted and yes. hating what she was doing yes. and now she is um, popping champagne from the rooftops in her new caravan up in the Whit Sundays, um, and I'm going to suggest that maybe benefiting financially as well as a byproduct of this yes. whole process. Um, yeah, you've got to admire people like that. Yeah, and the thing is, they uh, I say inspirational people are like, do you have Barocca over there, Barocca? Yeah. So inspirational people are like Barocca or vitamins for the soul. So what I would recommend is you take a photo of her or some press clipping or some cover of her book and you put it in um, the pa your passion journal and then around that, ideally it's the person, you, talk, you, you kind of like spray around it words that kind of resonate for you that you love about that person. Then when you look at it, it's like your daily affirmation. It's like, yeah, she... And people like that are inspiring because if they can do it, you can do it too, or something similar, or or just yeah. the fact that they fizz you up. It's just yeah. chasing a dream is just as joyful as actually achieving it. Yeah, and I think that's a really funny thing, Cassandra. And you've only, I've only just realised it just this second when you were saying that. So thank you very much, everybody. Forget it's not about you anymore. It's all about me. Um, I was looking back before we started this morning, or on our first podcast and it was when did I speak to you and it was way back in episode 20 and we were talking about the Mona Lisa back in that stage and I remember getting oh. off that podcast with you and just being so blown away with this intelligent articulate woman and we started talking about um I don't know postmodern paintings or something something where and I got off the podcast I said wow girls I just spoke to this woman in New Zealand who is so smart and so savvy that I couldn't have had that conversation with, with other people. And so when I was going back through my podcast to find out what episode that was, episode 20, everybody, uh, I went past all these names because we're up to 80-something now. went past all these names of all these people and I've enjoyed speaking to every one of you. And I thought, this is almost my passion journal. My podcast <laughs> tells my story because I go, oh, I want to talk to that person. I do. And I mm. always come out the richer for it. Everyone, you yeah. are my passion journal. How yeah. how amazing is that? I now you have just a... invented a new thing. It's called yeah. the Passion Pod. Yeah, the Passion <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> you well, rider on the road. We are we are kicking some goals. Um, oh, and... Because Belinda, I'll just uh, interrupt you for a moment because you're on a roll and it is all about you. Is that um, 
That's what Tim Ferriss wrote, the book you talked about that you love, um, which everyone should have, Tools of Titans. He said he, he just went back through all his podcasts and he thought about all the people. They, were, they liked, He just loved talking to them. And he created that book from the podcast series. So there you go. Oh, yeah. watch out, everybody. You are going to turn up in a book. I might wait till yeah. I get to episode 100 and then I'll do a book. Um, yeah. And it'll be interesting because there are so many diverse people that I've spoken to and um, that you mentioned, even when you're talking, the people that you come across in your research mm. and your writing and the mm. quotes that you've got in your book as well. Mm. How lucky are we to be in this day and age where we have access to such expertise? Um, everyone, if you are writing a book and we do make it all about you instead of me and Cassandra, there are so many people out there who can help all of us on our journey forward um you've got to buy the book you've got to buy cassandra's book we are we have inspired ourselves with this little um couple of um because there it is making a living from your writing developing a millionaire mindset now i am going to finish with a quote from cassandra because otherwise we will keep talking forever and we could talk forever i'm sorry um we will talk forever um here it is adopt a millionaire mindset dream big be audacious Take, inspira- uh, take inspired action and fear less. Live more and experience the extraordinary life that awaits you. The power to create a life of prosperous significance lies within you. That's your gift, Cassandra, to the rest of us. Who said that? Is that you was did. it from me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> well, I assume it was you. <laughs> I thought, gee, that's good. I must have been channeling. Oh, um. no, it's, um, and I love that. What what I like best about it is um, be audacious. Now, we started the first podcast with something about doing a dance, and I deliberately copied that one down to end with because if we dream big and be audacious and take inspired action, we will be successful regardless of what happens. Well, that's exactly it, because far better to um, to go chasing a dream than to never chase it and, and have a uh, life of regret. And this thing about audaciousness came from a story about Madame Verve Clicquot. So we were talking about the importance of consuming um, champagne um, not so long ago. And the book, you know, that she was one of the first pioneers in the in the wine industry in France when women weren't allowed to, you know, allowed, weren't, weren't apparently intelligent enough to run a business. And she took it over and she said, you know, act with audacity. And I love the thing about audacity is it's being sort of bold and brave because it does take bravery and courage and look courage comes from the heart so keep chasing your dreams follow your inspiration because it's so many people will tell you like they did with Tim Ferriss don't do a podcast you know it's all over it's never going to happen everyone's done it you've missed the missed the time and Tim Ferriss just did it anyway because he wanted to and who's the most popular other than your podcast well it's Tim Ferriss's yeah, everybody. Me and Tim. She might be listening. Yeah, so. me and Tim Ferriss are really up there. Yeah, yeah. Joanne Penn. Yeah, we're all in it together. Uh, but the amazing thing is, more and more people are starting podcasts, which I think is really exciting because it means more of us are having conversations um, with more people, and we can tap in and out of conversations as we want to. And now that's yeah, got to be a good thing. Off. Yeah, that's right. And so, you you know, you've got the um, – I'm talking the Passion Journal. You've got your Passion Podcast. <laughs> I'm changing the name, everybody. It's um, right around the road, the Passion Pod. 
Yes, but it's because you're sharing your passion, someone sparking your curiosity or your interest, you're dialing up. That's that's the thing. If everyone here follows their passion, Melinda, you reached out to me, people reach out to me from all over um, the world and probably beyond. And then the lady profiled my book on American TV, not because I flogged it to her, but she found it, she loved it, she got the passion. You, you, it, you don't have to, I mean, sure, you have to... You have to put your work out there, but it's amazing what will come when you just stick. I think Oprah said, if I'd known that being authentic would make me so much money, I would have done it earlier. (laughs) So we do authentic really well. When's the money coming? Well, the money keeps coming when you keep putting your work out there. So these kind of forums, you know, if you keep sharing your work, if you keep making it accessible, if you make it easy for people to find you, if you show up. So, so many people, I go to writers' conference, and and they don't want to tell people about their books. They don't want to market, you know, they think it's a, a terrible thing. But if you're just sharing something you believe in, up to people if they want it or not. But if you don't share it and make people aware of it, the world misses out on some of the most beautiful books, art, creativity, and people because they don't know... They don't know about them. And I know that in um, as my experience as a recruitment consultant that so many of the really gifted, beautiful people are the ones that aren't sort of the quiet invisibles. So we just need a bit more balance, a bit more visibility for some of us, but less noise from others. <laughs> yeah, and everyone, it's, it's exciting times. I keep saying to all my kids at school, it's exciting times. Um, I, I'm, it makes me sad that we get so bogged down in the daily grind that we don't stop and um, think about what we want to do for ourselves and what we want to achieve for ourselves. So now's yeah. the time. Cassandra and I have just um, spent all this time inspiring you and inspiring ourselves, I think, uh, and we will continue to do so. Talking with you, Cassandra, is always a pleasure and I hope I keep, keep doing it for years to come as we get can out. Can I just say one more little tiny thing? Oh, you can say as yeah. much as you want. I just said one really tiny thing. I want everyone to strengthen their ability to handle criticism and, and not get knocked back down by it. And I know Tim Ferriss and others talk about this, that you're going to get people that are going to, those one-star reviews or someone, people used to say to me, who do you think you are telling people how to live their lives? You think you're this and you think you're that. And it just, you know, for a while, it crumpled into a little brown paper bag ball. That's That's fine. They can be a hater. I choose to be a lover. If they want to go attacking, expect it and then just watch it, observe. It's their stuff. Just keep doing your work. Keep being your beautiful self. That's what I want to say. Yeah, and everybody, it's true. Just keep being your beautiful selves. Uh, we are going to finish up now um, because otherwise we will never finish up. But what I want to do, <laughs> tell us now, Cassandra, your books are so very successful with um, your writing. Uh, your non-fiction books, but you do have a little fiction series happening there. I think I spoke to you when you were doing book number one of Molly Matthews. How many books are you up to in the Molly Matthews series? The most um, the most exciting thing for me was doing book three, which I've just released last month, which I think actually everyone should, should enjoy personally because it's all about butterflies and metamorphosis and change and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful – and I actually say that not sort of egotistically – just mainly because the cover's so beautiful and I didn't even design that. Um, but actually, because it's a book I've been wanting to write and do for 10 years, and this millionaire mindset thing really helped because this is my probably my most kind of authentic 
I, you know, it's a story, it doesn't follow a pattern. I've always been trying to sort of write to sort of Mills and Boone formula. And this time I let that go. And I just did, this is just my thing, using techniques that I picked up along the way. And um, yeah, so Flight of Passion is what it's called under Molly Matthews. It's had really good reviews and some some people don't love it. That's how, that's how life ticks. But um, I, I'm really happy with that book. And um, I'm working on a few more that have been languishing for 10 years because of criticism that some editor once gave me that the people were too dysfunctional. And then I realized, actually, isn't everyone dysfunctional? So I'm going to do that book, and that's called Love and Venice. Um, so Yeah. And the interesting thing about Cassandra's writing, everybody, is her deep love of history, deep love of people, and deep love of, dare I say it, um, academia. Uh, just fascinating woman, fascinating books, um, non-fiction and fiction. Please, um, if you don't buy Make a Living from Your Writing, contact me and I'll get it for you because it's 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 a well worth keeping on your bookshelves. Have a look at um, Cassandra's fiction. It, it's interesting as well. I'm going to go and have a look at Flight of Fancy now. And Oh, sorry, Flight of Passion. passion. Sorry, passion, Flight of Passion. passion. That, that word passion is coming at me from all angles today um i'll put the cover up on on my um facebook page i guess or my blog or somewhere wherever i'll put it so that we can have a look at that um if you're not inspired to go out now and do something for yourselves there's nothing we can do for you because we've tried our very best haven't we cassandra I think we've given it a good shot and it's just an ongoing keep filling yourself up with joy germs and stay away from all the negative press and and fall in love. In fact, I'll just leave you with one little thought. You can heal yourself with writing. I love this book. Just write because you want to write, you know, just write because you've got something to say. Um, as this, as they say, it's an elixir for the soul. So Laura Roberts wrote because it made her happy and now she's a gazillionaire, but just, just write and put it out there and have fun. Yeah, and if you want to see this podcast and watch a podcast other than listen to a podcast, it's going to be on YouTube. You'll see Cassandra's blog. You'll see all the books that she's been holding up for us um, and see the beautiful covers. You'll see how she's designed her room, which is beautiful, and her dress does match. Uh, and you'll see her beautiful smiling face. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know who watches podcasts on YouTube, but we're about to find out, everybody. Um, so you can find Cassandra at Cassandra Gaysford. Dot com. Uh, I'll reference and that. MollyMatthews.com. Oh, Molly Matthews got two two websites. I'm exhausted just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> so it's bye from me at Right Around the Road and bye from Cassandra. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone, and all the best with your writing and keep with your millionaire mindset and spread joy to the world. And thank you, Melinda, for a wonderful thing time on your Passion Pod. <laughs> yeah, here we go again. All right, bye for now from Right Around the Road. <laughs>